Welcome to another episode of the Unibytes podcast, where we share a piece of the world's news with you, our audience. I am your host, Kareem, and today we will be talking about two things, because I think these two things are very much related. So as I said last week, the first thing is going to be impeachment, because we have the results. Donald Trump was acquitted. I want to run through everything that happened just one more time, because that whole idea of accountability is so central to everything that happened. The second thing that I want to talk about is just as recent, really, is is the winter storm, and in particular, how it's affected the state of Texas, because Texas has been one of, if not the worst, affected states by this winter storm. So to start, let's go through impeachment, because we need to understand why Donald Trump was not acquitted, was not convicted, sorry. He was acquitted. So, in a few words, what happened in January 6th was a terrorist attack. It was a white supremacist attack, and it was a deadly attack, and it was insurrection, and it was an invasion of the U.S. Capitol. There were five people who died that day, including one Capitol Police officer, and everything points to Donald Trump. Remember that January 6th was the main event, right? But everything that happened before January 6th led to that day. We can start with where Donald Trump starts talking about stop the steal and rigged election. And if he loses, it's because there's this conspiracy against him that doesn't want him to win. That was his talking point for so many months. And he continued it all the way through, right? From the summer to the election to after. He talked about how There were going to be millions of illegal votes due to absentee voting and mail-in voting, which was more used due to the pandemic. He talked about how there would be widespread voter fraud. He's talking about how this is a rigged election, how there are so many inconsistencies happening in different places. We have votes just coming into different places. And when the votes didn't go his way in certain states, he acted on that. He said... I'm going to interfere with the Georgia election process, which he tried to do. He called up Georgia election officials and asked them specifically for for them to find 11,780 votes, which in his own words is one more than we have because we won the state. He basically wanted them to change the vote tally, which was in favor of Biden in a surprise for the Republicans, but not a surprise as we'll see later. He wanted them to change the votes so that they would turn out in his favor. He then goes to Michigan, into Wayne County, and personally lobbies for two of the members of the Board of Canvassers to rescind their prior votes. This group of people basically certifies that uh, the election result in that county. He went and said, I need you two to to undo that. Make this unofficial. Don't certify it. People who live in Wayne County were upset. They voiced their frustrations. They were angry, as they should have been, because he was telling them that their vote didn't matter. A continuation of the idea of voter suppression. In Georgia, election officials went out and spoke against Donald Trump, said that his actions are going to get someone killed. His talking and rhetoric is going to get someone killed. And not only does it 
go to getting people killed. It goes to encouraging more and more people to be killed. The people who died at the Capitol did not just die because people showed up and did what they did. They died because these people had some belief that they wanted to act on. They acted on the belief that Donald Trump had won the election and that he was the legitimate ruler and leader and that he was their commander. He was the one giving them orders and they were going to follow his lead. When he said, stand back and stand by, when he says, stop the steal, when he says, you need to fight for your country. He held a big rally on January 6th, which was meant to be a protest, in his own words, a protest that was planned out conveniently on the same day that the election results would be certified in Congress. Now what happens is some senators, Josh Hawley and Ted Cruz among them, object to certifying the votes. And they helped to stall the process. There was no legitimate basis for them to do this. The reason why is because Donald Trump went to court in multiple places across the country for different grounds about the election 62 times. And he lost 62 times. To put it into context, if this was a sports team, you lost 62 games in maybe like an 82-game season like the NBA. You lost 62 times. You are awful. You're a terrible team. And you probably don't deserve anything. You maybe even didn't even deserve 20 wins. Donald Trump had zero wins. Zero. He was surprised because not just that he lost states like Georgia, but surprised because anti-voter suppression worked. In Georgia, people on the ground, including Stacey Abrams, who was organizing a lot of voter turnout and voter registration to combat systemic voter suppression, People went out and voted. People who had never gone to vote went and voted. People from marginalized communities, in particular the black community, went out and voted. And the Republican-controlled Senate of Georgia, right, the two senators, are now removed, and in their place are two Democrats, one of them being a black man, the other one being a Jewish man. Furthermore, Donald Trump loses in Georgia. This is huge. This is a state that has never really been expected to flip in this way because Republicans were so comfortable with the voter suppression tactics that they had in place that they didn't think that the minority vote, the black vote, would ever be enough to overcome those tactics. Donald Trump threatened Georgia election officials with criminal prosecution if they did not help him to change the vote. He was so surprised by what happened that he literally said, change the vote. Change it. That's what he asked for. He sues in multiple states, and then he even has the state of Texas, maybe not at his own direction, but the state of Texas sues other states for their own election results, saying that they were fraudulent. How? How can you sue other states? You just, you just, it, this is not even your case. The reason why they did it is because they made themselves attached to Donald Trump. They are now one, and they are inseparable. So anything that he wants to be done, they went and did. They did it for the four years of his presidency. They did it to get him in office, and they continued to do it after. 
because the House went and brought impeachment, right? They submitted their articles of impeachment. Abuse of power, negligence to his own duty, to his own oath of office, and threatening the country. These are the grounds that he's being impeached on. How did he threaten the country, you may ask? These people came in, desecrated Congress. Forgive me for this if you're eating, but they put feces on the, on the walls. They bring in the Confederate flag. They do countless other things that we see on video, on video and with audio. They come and call out Pelosi and Pence by name, wanting to kill them both. They come armed with tactical gear, a lot of artillery, zip ties, presumably for handcuffing people. And they came prepared. This was an organized effort for weeks and months leading up to the actual event. Donald Trump orchestrated the whole thing every way possible. The way that he talked, the things that he did behind the scenes, trying to get the Department of Justice to find voter fraud so he could justify his claims, trying to get Mike Pence to not count electoral votes from swing states, which were the same states that he lost, including Georgia and Arizona and Michigan and Wisconsin and Pennsylvania. He tweets about Mike Pence being patriotic and going to do the right thing. And when Mike Pence did not do what Trump wanted him to do, he said that Mike Pence, Mike Pence was not being patriotic, that he was betraying the country pretty much. It's treasonous. The worst part about this all is that people listened and followed and acted on it. I haven't even listed many of the issues that came with this riot, this terrorist attack. The Capitol building has not been breached since the War of 1812. Even in the Civil War, Confederates were not able to get into the U.S. Capitol. Yet, on January 6th, people were able to fly, or not fly, but have the Confederate flag in the building. They had it in the building. Donald Trump directed it, and they made it happen. This should be enough to have all of these people arrested, charged, convicted, put away. Instead, what we saw was just disastrous. In my mind, how is it that you cannot just barricade the White House, lead your Congress people to a safe place, arrest everyone who has now been corralled in because they came to you to commit the crime, and then charge them initially with violent entry, an illegal entry on the Capitol, and then just follow the trail after that. We have people who are able to get free, people who are able to go home. Donald Trump encouraged them to go home instead of having them arrested on the spot. What they did was treasonous. What they did was reflective of the color of their skin, too. The Confederate flag is a symbol of hatred and white supremacy. If any person was to say, hey, let's get a movement of black people to go and do what these white people did on the Capitol building, best believe that those black people would be dead. This is a terrorist attack, and they were able to get out largely unaccountable, largely unprosecuted, largely intact. Come impeachment, the Democrats have brought forth so much evidence 
Some may criticize the Democrats for not bringing witnesses into the impeachment trial, but the problem with that criticism is that the senators who were voting on whether to convict or not were witnesses. They were people whose lives were threatened. So if they're going to come up with ideas that, oh, it's not constitutional to prosecute or impeach someone who was a former official, when in the Constitution it is implied that yes, you should, if they're going to go ahead and make these arguments and that's what they're sticking to, if their defense attorneys are going to come out and say that the Democrats have not presented any evidence whatsoever, which is literally what happened on the floor during the impeachment trial, then there's no point in dealing with them. They're off in their own land. They've been doing their own things, and they will continue to do their own things. Only seven Republican senators voted to impeach or to convict. This was considered a good number. Only seven. Two senators, from what we know in the House report, were directly contacted, or at least Donald Trump tried to contact them, to convince them to continue delaying the electoral vote count. So it wasn't just Ted Cruz and Josh Hawley who did what they did to help bring about this terrorist attack. It was other senators who were also going to be involved. How do you sit with yourself after being put through this and say, you know what? He's probably innocent. He's probably good. I can get behind him. I can say that there's no evidence that he committed a crime. That he violated his oath of office, even though the evidence was right in front of you. There's so much evidence that I haven't even brought about from the impeachment trial because this should have been enough. A terrorist attack happens the first time that the Capitol building has been breached in over 200 years. Congressmen are being threatened. They're gonna. They're saying that they want to kill Mike Pence. That they want to kill Nancy Pelosi by name. These are the two people who would have been in the line of succession. By name, they are called out. That should be enough. But it wasn't. Many of these people got out. We don't know where they went. Some of them are being prosecuted. Getting defense attorneys, somehow. In all honesty, this should be considered treason. And Donald Trump really could be considered guilty of treason. But no. Republican senators were fine with him doing what he was doing. It's not like the House was much better, because I believe only 10 House representatives voted to impeach, voted to even allow impeachment to go on. What are you supposed to do with these people? What happens when people are free to do what they want, knowing that this is what they're thinking and what they want to do? Well, here's what that is. Look at Texas. The winter storm that has, you know, gone through Texas and just completely ravaged the state was directly a result of bad Republican governance. We can just say Republican governance because they decided to identify themselves with the ideas that Donald Trump believed in and the man himself. So what happened is that this winter storm comes in and Texas's power supply for electricity is not winterized meaning that they're not prepared for freezing conditions like this. So they basically have outages almost everywhere across the state because there's one company, ERCOT, that controls 90% of Texas's electricity. 
And about 50% of the energy that Texas produces comes from thermal energy, from natural gas. So when it's freezing, the pipes freeze, the gas freezes, and we cannot get that energy. This means that millions of people in Texas have been without water, have been without heating, have been without proper shelter, have, and some have been dying of hypothermia. And while at the time of release, these things are starting to get better, power starting to turn back on for some people, the fact is that we even got to this position was entirely preventable. Instead of helping people and trying to deal with things, leadership in Texas has spent its time lying to people and talking about things that haven't even happened or just not true. For instance, Greg Abbott, the governor, blames the Green New Deal for what's going on. The Green New Deal, for reference, has not even been passed. The Green New Deal is not the law of the land, and it's not the law of Texas. Texas allowed ERCOT, which controls 90% of the electricity, to basically be deregulated, be privatized, and have freedom to basically run things however it wants to. And so ERCOT said, okay, we're going to maximize our profit. We're going to try and make as much money as possible. And that's going to be our one driving principle. Because what else would they do in a system like this? This is gold for them. The result is that in ERCOT's own words, we were seconds and minutes away from failure, total failure. This would have meant that the state of Texas may have gone without electricity and power for months. And yet we're blaming the Green New Deal, which is not even the law of the land. Then you have people saying that it's wind energy. That's the reason why things are failing. We need to rely more on natural gas and fossil fuels. But thermal energy is 50% of Texas's energy, and wind energy is not even 10%. It's not even 10%. It is not even a fifth of the thermal energy production. Yet we're going to sit here and say, it is wind energy. We're going to have Tucker Carlson and Rick Perry and Greg Abbott say it's wind energy. Companies are allowed to do what they want and incentivize their own corporate greed because they are not regulated in this situation and because the leadership encourages this type of behavior. So stop for a moment, logically, okay? You're the one that's in charge. Your people are at risk of dying. The Texas Tribune reports that we may not even know the true death toll from this winter storm for weeks. And what you choose to do is you have some mayors in Texas tell their constituents to sink or swim, make a backup plan, fight for themselves, accept the rolling blackouts because we don't want big government in our power, because Texans apparently don't want the federal government involved. I think Texans want to not have the risk of dying to hypothermia. So far, we've seen at least 47 people have died to hypothermia. An 11-year-old boy died to hypothermia. A man who went to get dialysis treatment left the house. His wife was waiting on him to return. He never did because of hypothermia. He died. What do you want them to do? Do you want them to die? Are we just gonna force this on them? The Republican Party spent so much of its time so far spreading misinformation. And then you have Ted Cruz. 
after all this. Ted Cruz is living in Texas. He sees what's going on. And he takes a flight with his family to Cancun, presumably to the Ritz-Carlton in Cancun. And when he is exposed in the media for this, he apparently makes a return flight early. And this is what he says. He says that his kids suggested the idea and that he and his wife agreed to it. And he started having second thoughts when he got on the plane. It took him that long to have second thoughts. It took him being on the plane to have second thoughts. That's what he wants to say to his constituents who've been dying because of his own actions combating the efforts to stop climate change. They don't want to be accountable for the climate issues that they have helped to create. And then they want to turn around and when those issues come back to them, they don't want you to ask about them. They don't want you to talk about what they have done. They instead want to flee and leave you to deal with it for yourselves. People died because of what they did. People died because of what they did. Human lives were lost or will never be recovered. Neighbors, elders, family, co-workers, children died because of what they did. We cannot give these people legitimacy. We cannot say that these people should continue to operate in the way that they are. The Republican Party as a whole cannot be a legitimate organization anymore, cannot be a legitimate political party nor a political institution anymore, because it has shown that it will not work for the people. It has shown that it will harm the people, and it, it has shown that it will continue to harm the people. It will follow racist, sexist ideas. It will incentivize corporate greed and malpractice. Look at ERCOT who almost left the state of Texas without power for months, it will only serve in its own corrupt, greedy interests. And when you call it out, they will not be held accountable. They will acquit themselves, even as their own senators are witnesses to the crime because their lives were threatened by that terrorist attack on the Capitol building. They still said, we're going to acquit Donald Trump despite all the evidence that existed. And the reasoning that some of them gave was a technicality in the Constitution that was already answered by the people who wrote the Constitution. The answer already existed. It's implied in the Constitution that you can prosecute and impeach people after they are in office. And it is even said directly in the documents leading to the Constitution. These people become legitimate when we give them the power to do what they want to do, and when we give their ideas the space to operate, and we say these ideas are okay and valid. This is why they were so emboldened and willing to do what they were doing. Because people are okay with them being a political institution. What has happened with the pandemic, with this terrorist attack, with Donald Trump's presidency, with the election fraud and interference claims, should have been enough to have the Republican Party die. They should not survive after this as an institution because they, at every step of the way, have given ideas that are false, illegitimate, and harmful. Legitimacy comes from the people. When we vote for someone, 
we are saying, I want you to be in this position. When we pick an idea to follow, we say, I am giving my own space, my own thinking to you, to this idea. I'm going to follow it and I'm going to support it. And when we give the combination of the people and the idea, the power to continue to operate, this is where we end up in legitimacy. We make it legitimate. Regardless of if it's right or wrong, it is now something we have to deal with. I'm sure that we don't want to deal with people dying. I'm sure that we don't want to deal with people never returning because of conditions that leadership made. But as long as the Republican Party is considered legitimate, we will see that they will not be held accountable for their actions and that they will continue to harm people. And so it is on, it's not just on the people, it is also on our systems to be rebuilt and to remove any places where people can be unaccountable for their actions and considered legitimate. Impeachment saw Donald Trump acquitted, meaning he was not held accountable. The Texas winter crisis was caused by leadership that was very selfish, leadership that was very inhumane, and they were not held accountable thus far because they felt that they had the space to operate and put out these lies and ideas instead of helping people. So as we hope that things get better in Texas and across the country, this concludes this episode of the Unibytes podcast. You can follow us on our Instagram at Unibytes Podcast and on our Twitter at Unibytes Podcast as well. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful day and we will see you next time.